I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jenner. What's going on, baby? Yo, man. I'm excited. Excited to have Josh on. He's been a friend for a long time, and there'll be some good Warriors talk here. Oh, yeah, man. We definitely got a great guest and for great Warriors talk. But before we get into the guest, let me talk to my guy over there in the six, Jay Hill. What's going on? Yes, sir. Excited to have my guy Joshy on. Excited to talk about the best player in the league and the best team in the league. Let's get it. Wait, oh, we already wow. did the Lakers one, though. What you talking about? Oh, oh wow. No, I'm Jay. talking about Wardell. No, I'm talking Jeez. about Wardell. You know what I'm talking about. Wow, <laughs> Jay Hill is coming out with that heater on this episode, man. Because I know Jay Hill feeling a little confident, man. You know, he got he got his buddy in, in, in Joshy here, another Warriors fan, man. So, Josh, we are very happy to have you here on the pod with us. Thank you very much, you know, for blessing us with, with your time. And if you want to introduce yourself to the fans, tell the fans a little bit about yourself, how you came about to be a Warriors fan. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. I'm just excited to discuss the Warriors upcoming season um start watching the Warriors back like before we believe so you know let's uh let's get into it man I'm excited let's do this man let's do this so without no without further ado Joshy the first question we ask all fans here on these team interviews is Joshy as a Warriors fan are you content with the way the year went um you know what I think the Warriors front office could have made a couple more moves especially at the deadline uh, just to, like, you know, get us that extra push to, like, get us in the playoffs. Because I think we're, like, I think we were one game out of out of missing, like, the playoffs because we lost to Memphis. Um, so if we would have got a couple more vets, maybe just one or two, we would have had that extra little, you know, that little push to go and beat Memphis. But it is what it is. We got uh, Kuminga and Moody out of it. So, you know, I think it worked out well for everybody. Okay, okay. And and I got to ask my guy Jay Hill, man, because, you know, <laughs> this is the Warriors episode. And I know Jay Hill, a big uh, Dove Nation faithful, man. So, Jay Hill, are you content with how the year went? Or right, hell no. Nah. Um, I think anytime you got it, like, <laughs> anytime you got it, no, nah, simply like, no. Um, I think what Joshy said, the front office could have made more moves to stay competitive. Anytime you got, like, a top two, top three player like Steph, you got to be making the playoffs. Like, no questions asked. Um, regardless of who else 
is with him. Like you got to make the playoffs or like it's a failure in my opinion. So they were right there too. Questionable, questionable with like the playing game and that whole system, but they, they got to make the playoffs. So I'm uh, not, nah, I'm not content with the way the season went. Man. Well, I, I, I would have to side with you guys. I mean, if I was a Warriors fan, I, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be content. You know, when you have, like how you said, Jay, when you have one of, you know, one of the greatest players, uh, the best shooter of all time, you need to do everything in your power, man, to give him the pieces that he needs around him to make, you know, that deep playoff push. Well, real quick guys, you know, just, just, I just want to play this hypothetical with you, Josh and, and, and Jay Hill and Junior, uh, you know, with you too, but I got to ask the, the two dub nations here, but guys, hypothetical. I know there was a lot going on. I know Clay didn't play. I know there was a lot of COVID stuff, COVID protocols. You know, you had to miss 10, 10 to 15 games, but if, if Clay plays and you guys have a healthy season, how far do you guys go? Hypothetical. You talk about this season? This, this, this past season that just happened, if Clay Thompson would have played. Mm. I think, man, I think we could have made the finals. Honestly, oh. like the way, the way the, the playoffs went, we could have made the finals. It would, we would have we would have beat the Suns. I'm telling you, that would have first round playing the Suns. It's a wrap. It's easy with Clay. Easy. I'm telling you, Jay Hill. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Like if you have, and what you're saying is a healthy Clay, right? Like a healthy, I'm saying a, a healthy Warriors team. Okay, 100. percent Yeah, no, like that's that's a finals team. We would have played Utah if we. Well, first of all, I think we would have beat. We lost by what three to the to the Lakers in the first playing game. We would have beat the Lakers if we had Clay that game. Um, you're gonna beat Phoenix, yeah, and you're you're winning out. You're beating Portland. You're beating Denver or whoever wins that series. Yeah, you're, they're making the finals and they have a good chance of winning. Like if you have that backcourt, so yeah, I mean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't even need to get too deep into that, but I definitely wanted to play that hypothetical game, you know, w- w- with, with a Warriors fan, because I mean, Clay Thompson is, is he's, he is the best two-way player or before his injury he was the best two-way player in the league. So, you know, him, him missing, missing so much time, definitely, you know, can, could can hurt a team. So that's nice. I want to check the temperature on that, man. But uh, guys, I need to talk about the elephant in the room here. Okay. There's a huge elephant in the room over there in golden state. And, you know, during the season, I heard lots and lots of talk about Curry for MVP because of his superhuman season that he had. I mean, the man led the league in scoring at 32 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, shot a ridiculous 42% from the three throughout the season, which is absolutely insane. And really, to me, one of the most impressive things was that bro was seeing triple teams nightly because he's the only player that the Warriors had and still, you know, led the led the league in scoring but for me personally if you ask john costa if you say john is what does the mvp constitute and to me the mvp has to have the individual success on top of the winning so to me he can't he couldn't be my mvp but jay hill and 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 joshie and jenner you too uh if you guys want to answer this was that superhuman season enough for him to be mvp even though the warriors weren't pulling uh pulling the wins out I, like they were the worst team in the league without, you know, Steph. Clay obviously was out for two years, but they he literally led them to the brink. You know, they were the eighth seed. Um, and and I mean, tip, honestly, in a regular season, they would have made the playoffs. They were right there. He was putting up like godlike numbers without really almost to zero to no help. Um, 
And I think if they make the playoffs, he has a really, really good chance uh, of winning MVP. And I think right or wrong, I think definitely you have to have the winning. So that's why I'm kind of iffy and almost to the point where I'd say no, but any other year, if they're making the playoffs and they're maybe the sixth seed, I think it's easy. Like he's winning it easy. Um, we saw a few years back, Russ won it and they were, I think the seventh seed under that year. So if he's winning that way, then yeah, he's definitely got to be in the consideration, but I think you got to be like, definitely they had to win that play in game. And I think the media definitely would have voted for Steph. But what do you think, Josh? I think uh, with Jokic just doing what he was doing that season, especially with Murray being out, um, it's just kind of tough to give it to Steph, especially like being in the eighth seed. Um, and I mean, even I think Curry missed a couple couple games too. So you got to consider that. Um, if Curry like if Curry played all those games, he probably would have been the sixth seed, and he probably would have deserved it. But Overall, I just gotta, I gotta give it to, I gotta give it to Jokic. I can't, I can't, uh, can't go with Curry on that one. Okay, and, yeah. and how about you, Junior? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the same way as, as Joshy does. I mean, I think what Jokic was doing was pretty, pretty incredible. And when you look at an MVP as well, Steph was, I would say Steph was the best offensive player in the league this past season. But when you look at MVP, you also can't be, you know, a big liability on defense. And I think that Jokic is not the best defender but he's at least going to give you some protection. And I feel like Curry is a defender and I'm not even bagging on him. It's just not his, you know, his strength is not being a defender. It's being, you know, just a lights out shooter. So I think that makes it a little bit tough unless you're doing something groundbreaking. Like he was the years that he didn't win his MVP seasons. So again, it's like pretty much both Jay Hill and Josh, he said, and you too, John, I mean, it's going to be tough to win MVP if you guys are, if you're not making the playoffs, you know, but I think if you maybe doing what he was doing and getting like a fourth seed or a fifth seed with the, with the help with the supporting cast that he had, which this season was none, uh, that'd be, that'd be, that, that, that would have earned an MVP. I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Russell Westbrook uh, example that Jay Hill gave that team wasn't good, but he averaged a triple double and it hadn't been done since, you know, Oscar Robertson. So I think it's, you got to do either something groundbreaking or you gotta, or you gotta be winning and 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 putting up the numbers, you know, like you said, John. So it's kind of yeah. where I'm at with that one. Yeah, man. We, you know, with this, especially with you know Curry having a superhuman season and this MVP, you know, so it's, it's a it's a real thin line to walk, man. So I just wanted to, you know, check your guys' temperature on that. But but he was Josh, still top three in voting. I mean, that just goes to show how good of a season he had. And if you could be top three in voting and still and miss the playoffs and still be top three in voting, that's incredible. You know what I mean? No, not to me, like, honestly, like guys, like when I was watching the Warriors games, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the game and I'm like, okay, the other team knows that Stephen Curry is going to score every time and he still does it. So that's like, that's one of the most impressive things to me, man, is the fact that the man just finds a way to score literally through no matter boxing one triple teams, uh, full court press, whatever it is, man. So just hats off to, to, to Wardell over there in Oakland, man. But Joshy, man, let me let me ask you a question, a very, very big question when it comes to this whole rookie, this this whole rookie class. So, Joshy, do you believe in Wiseman? Oh, see, before I mean, at the end of this season, I was like, man, we got to trade all these rookies like we got to trade every every rookie and Wiseman like. I got to we got to give him some leeway here, though, because, you know, he only played what three college games and then. You know, see, coming straight into the NBA is tough for he's what is he 18 years old? Like you got to give him a little leeway. 
I think we got to I be, I think I believe in him for this season. Like we'll see what he does. Um but we got to give him this season at least, man. You can't just give up on a on an 18-year-old kid. If he's not balling this season, hey, I'm for I'm for shipping all the rookies out and getting some getting some vets, but uh I got faith in Wiseman. I think he could he could do something this year. Okay, Jay Hill, what about you? You believe in Wiseman over there? Hey, it's a tough situation for Wiseman, but definitely, like Jossie said, you got to give definitely all the young guys. I mean, they're what the front office has made clear is they're not really willing right now, at least, to mortgage the future to win right now. So if you're gonna do that, you gotta. What I didn't like last year was they weren't giving him the minutes that he needed to be successful and like give him actual experience. They were kind of just limiting his minutes, which if you're going to do that, obviously he's not going to develop at the rate that you need to win. Uh, so if they're going to be, I'm, I'm ba- basing his development on giving him minutes, putting him in the fire and giving him opportunity to sink or float. Um, so they can't do this thing where they're giving him, you know, 10 minutes a game, and then obviously his confidence is going to be shot if they're not giving him opportunities. So I think maybe to start the season, they got to think about, you know, having him come off the bench. But if he earns the right to get more minutes, then you give him the minutes and you don't think back. Um, but I'm right there with Joshi. If if we find out like this year that he can't he's not the center of the future, then obviously get him out of there and get someone who can win right now, because these years we got a small window like. I'd say two, three years with Steph, Clay, and Dre, um, and, and they got to win now. So if he's not the center of the future, we got to find out this year. So, so let me ask both of you guys a question because that's the biggest criticism I hear about the Warriors front office is their their I'll say lack of desire to want to ship out all the young players now and focus on Steph's window now. Right? You see that they're they're kind of walking the fence in the sense that they're 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 not really giving Steph. Like, you know, like they didn't make a push for Bradley Beal, for example, where they could have, you know, because they're not willing to trade Moody. They're not willing to trade Wiseman. They're not willing to trade Kaminga. They're, they're not willing to trade the young guys for now. They want to also plan for the future. And that's been been a little bit of a criticism that they've come under fire for because they uh, because because like Jay Hill said, Steph's window is going to close. Right. Every player's window closes at some point. So what do you guys think? Would you rather see the front office make these win now moves or are you okay with them having, you know, half foot in the door, half foot out where you have good players now, but you're not, you're not all the way invested in now. You're not all the way invested in later. You're kind of playing both. Um, well, we got to look at it like this. Uh, there wasn't too many guys that were available to trade for. So like there's Beal, there's Siakam, there's uh, Ben Simmons. And I don't feel comfortable like, trading all our pieces for those guys because I don't think those are necessarily going to put us to where they want to be like if let's say a Paul George is available or Kawhi Leonard then I'm like okay go ahead and ship them all out but I uh, a Curry Bradley Beal Clay Clay uh, team I don't know if that's enough to get us you know all the way to the title so I might I, I would just be before riding it out with these guys at least for this season and then kind of just go from there because if Kaminga does what he was doing in summer league this year, I mean, his trade value is going to be great. So, you know, I just think we could write it out and just see where it goes. So you're cool with writing it out, even if that means costing a year out of Steph's window. Uh, I think Steph, I mean, if we have, if Clay comes back, look, if Clay comes back healthy, I think anything is possible with regardless of who else is on the team. So, okay. um, 
I don't necessarily look at it as as a you know losing a season and something like that. I think they could do good, great things uh, just with the team that they have right now. So, okay. What about you, Jail? Yeah, I'm right there with Josh. Um, that I I think the three players that you mentioned, you know, Beal, um, Ben Simmons, and Siakam, those were all the like the top you know, rumors, the people, the packages that we're putting together. I don't think they've moved the needle enough, especially from what we have uh, to moving off those players, like say Wiggins, you know, the potential packages they were putting together for those guys. I don't put, see them, okay, we bring in Ben Simmons, we're immediately winning a title. Nope, doesn't do that. And then like, like, like um, Josh said, like people have amnesia. Like, do you remember what Clay was doing? I'm not saying he's gonna come back and be what he was, you know, game six against the Raptors. But I mean, if he comes at back at least like 70% of that, I mean, this guy, we're gonna be lethal still. The Warriors are gonna be lethal with that backcourt. Plus, you, you, it takes pressure off Wiggins, um, and then the pieces like Josh said, Kaminga, Moody, the pieces that they added. Pool. Let's not forget about him coming off the bench. I mean, they got weapons, and I think just keep those guys, develop those pieces, and, and see what we can do when Clay and all the all the guys. So run it back and see what we can do, and then maybe at the deadline we're not in a position that we're going to be, you know, competing in the playoffs. Then you maybe think about moving them at the deadline. But right now you got to run it back. Man, so I agree with you guys as far as Ben Simmons and Siakam, but I think Bradley Beal is a good enough player that he could maybe push that needle. I mean, imagine having Steph, Clay, and Bradley Beal. Like, I mean, that's just that's that's a guarantee, like 90 points a night at least. Defensively, I think that's too defensively, it's a problem. I worry that's well, not Clay Thompson, though. Clay's just gonna have to start guarding three players at once. (laughs) Nah, I think I think backcourt's that's a liability because you I'll, right now I'll be honest like who you're matching up against is when you look in the West you're setting up your team to match up with the Lakers and like the Clippers obviously if they're healthy so if you give up your wing presence like Wiggins in that playing game did a great job of bothering LeBron uh, most most of the like his points came against you know Juan Anderson and when Wiggins was off like switched off of him. Um, that's when LeBron really got going. But if you take away a star like wing stopper and Wiggins and you add in Bradley Beal, you're giving up a lot defensively. A lot and defensively. you already have Steph. So I don't really think that's a good idea to get rid of yeah. that. And that, yeah. and, and, and that, and that transitions perfect, perfectly into, in, into my point here that I, you know, I want to talk to you, to, to you, Jay Hale and, 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 and Joshy about, you know, Joshy, you meant, you mentioned, you don't think Bradley Beal moves you the needle enough to get you to the championship to the championship. I agree. You don't think Ben Simmons moves the needle enough to get you to the championship. I agree. But you said, yeah, if it's a Kawhi Leonard, you bring him on. So I, I, let me ask you now, Joshy, if the Warriors did throw out a trade, you know, let's, let's say they gave away Kaminga and Wiseman for, for a Kawhi Leonard, like how we just mentioned, uh, the, your big man presence would be limited to almost none. So, what even with a player like Kawhi Leonard, like what chances do you guys feel that that you guys have? Like I like how Jake Hill said, you know, against another team like like the Lakers with the AD, the uh, Suns with the DeAndre Aiden. I know he's a young guy, man. He's learned a lot this last playoffs, and even like you know to win a championship, you would have to beat the team in the in the East. 
you would have to beat that big motherfucker Joel Embiid. Like that's a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a big dude. So like, so Joshy and Jay Hill to answer me that question: Does the big man presence uh, scare you if you do if you do do a trade for Kawhi Leonard and give away Wiseman? Uh, not really, because the Warriors have never been relying on a big man. We've had dudes. We've had dudes like uh, who we had uh, Javale McGee. Um, we had we had Looney playing spot minutes at the center. We have we we always had like three centers on the roster that we would switch out, and we never had like that one big man that that would you know would just go out there and dominate. So that's why it's different with Wiseman. But um, I think they would just they would be just fine because we our our offense and defense necessarily doesn't need a a, a big a big man to you know to prosper. So. I think we would be great, to be honest. Okay, Jay Hill, what about you? You, you yeah. think that? Go ahead. Nah, Josh, you nailed it right on the head. We've never, they've never been, boys have never been relying on a big man. Uh, honestly, what w- this past year, obviously Looney, you know, stepped in at the end of the season, but prior to that, it was a lot of small ball. We saw, you know, a lot of Draymond at the five, and, and they, they've been successful. The Warriors have always been successful, you know, playing small and not relying on a big man. So, yeah, I don't think it's a getting rid of Wiseman. And Kaminga, I'd rather hold on to right now, at least from what I saw. But Wiseman, no, nah, I'm not worried about that. Okay, okay. But just... would, you, would you guys say that the, the game today, because obviously when the Warriors won, they were, you know, known for bringing that small ball style to the NBA – would you say the game today is still that way? Because I think there's a lot of, 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 I guess, trends that are inclining. The game is going back towards having bigs. You saw when the Lakers won, they had a big go against Miami who had a successful big. Giannis, I mean, he's as tall as Anthony Davis. Uh, uh, you had DeAndre Aiden being an impactful player on the other end. Not their best player, but you know, you're seeing bigs make more and more of an impact. Do you still think the formula for success doesn't involve a big when it comes to the Warriors? Uh, I mean – None of these teams have the Splash Brothers. I mean, that's, that's true. That's all true. Depending on, I mean, they that was who changed the game, like Steph and Clay, um, and then obviously the other pieces. Obviously, we added uh, Iguodala again, and then you know Draymond's coming back. But there, that was dependent on them, you know, you know, spacing the floor and having that shooting, so they didn't have to rely on getting in the paint and and defending the paint because they just could run you into the ground. They didn't need to get near the near the basket to to beat you. So, I think if you obviously it's dependent on you know who comes back healthy. That's all I right. leave with Josh. Yeah, no, and that's and that's true. All right, Josh, you could take you could take you could take the answer yeah. too. But I got a follow up on that. Yeah, no, I just I just think um, it's still yet to be determined. Yeah. We, we haven't seen what what Steph and Clay and 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 Wiggins uh, are going to look like out there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the game has changed and maybe we do need a big man, but we don't, we don't know yet. You know, like we got to see how exactly everything pans out. And if, if yeah. after the season we see, damn, like we really do need a big man and that's what we got to go out and get. But, uh, I definitely can see you guys point how the game has, has evolved a little bit with the big man, but, but we, we got to see how, how this season turns out, man. Yeah, no, and I agree. I mean, it's all it's all about like we could predict as much as we want, but we we there's only so much you no know, you can know until you go in and play it. But I, I think what I you know what I was thinking about is back in the day, it was just 
the Warriors just had a game plan to play the Cavs in the final, and the Cavs just had a game plan to play the Warriors in the final. That's always how it was, right? But now, I mean, you got so many teams, right? You got like the Lakers, the the Nets, the the, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Warriors, the Clippers. These are all teams that have a legit shot at winning a title. So it's not just more game planning for one team now. Now you got really a barrage of different teams that you have to kind of game plan for. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, man, it 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 definitely will be interesting. You know, and just uh, real quick, Jenner, you know, to to add to, to add on to that point that you're talking about with the the style uh, switching in the league, and and I, I I agree personally because I I we know we noticed when the Warriors were on on top, they were winning. Everyone wanted to play small ball, big man didn't matter. But now these last these last two three years in the league, the NBA, all best teams in the league, like how you said, Junior, have a real versatile big who can run a who can run a high, usually a high pick and roll with the point guard who can shoot. That's usually the formula of a team because your your offense just sets up way higher. Uh, it, it it just makes it a lot easier, man. Like uh, AD, uh, Giannis, Collins, uh, Jokic, KD, like those are all kind of bigs who are versatile bigs, man. So I, 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 I definitely feel that point. So mm-hmm. Joshy, you know, you throughout this pod multiple times, you mentioned, uh, you know, you like Kaminga, you like, you like Moses Moody. So talk to me about how you feel that they're going to fit like their immediate impact on, uh, on the Warriors this season. And who do you think will have more of an immediate impact? Uh, I think Kaminga is just more NBA ready just because of his, his, like his body. Um, he's like six, eight. I think he got like a seven one wingspan. Um, I think we could slide him into like the, that four position and play Draymond at the five. Um, and I think he's going to be very solid defensively. And then Moody, um, he's a great spot of shooter. So I think he's just going to slide right in there. Um, you know, Curry's going to be able to dish it out to him and he's going to be able to splash that those corner threes down for us. Um, but I, I think, I think Moody will, he'll, he'll be able to develop and learn from Steph and Clay. And I, he'll kind of just, I think he could develop a little slower than Kaminga, but uh, I think both are very, just very solid picks, man, for where they, for where they picked up. Man, yeah, I, de- I, I definitely like those two picks, man. I was watching, I was watching a bit of Kaminga over the summer league and, Man, Josh, you're right. If he can play at least like 70% of that and, and, and he can back up Draymond, psh, that would be a huge boost off, uh, off the bench, man. So I, I, I like that Kaminga pickup a lot. But uh, let, me, let, let me ask you and Jay Hill, uh, how do you guys feel about free agency, man? I know you guys haven't been too aggressive. I mean, besides signing, bringing Wardell back on, to, on, a, on a four-year contract, you know, which is great, but – Besides that, how do you guys feel? You know, Otto, Otto, Porter, Otto Porter Jr., Iggy, and then B. Elisa. How do you guys feel about those signings? Yeah, um, I think I think they had a very like solid free agency. Obviously, um, you know, with the, the they didn't use that MLE. Um, they're looking to add, you know, Patty Mills and uh, Batum, but they struck out on both of them. But I think the players that they did, uh, they added, you know, two shooters uh, in Otto Porter, if he stays healthy, and um, Bielitsa, who's, you know, showed, shown himself to be, you know, a knockdown shooter and a very competent shooter at that. And then, um, obviously, they made a small addition in uh, Chioza. But I think, you know, obviously, my, my opinion, the biggest addition was bringing uh, Andre back because, I mean, he's, you know, a catalyst. I think he's going to be great for the young guys and Moody and Kaminga, as well as James Wiseman, you know, just bringing that championship, that big OG uh, mentality. And 
you know, he's been there with the core. Uh, he's been there, done that. Uh, he's a great locker room guy. So I think they had a solid, solid free agency. Obviously, they could have got, you know, two two players. But I like that they also kept that uh, MLE and they can potentially lose use that later in the season when, you know, they might have to make an addition. Like, like we talked about adding that big man. Who knows what they do with that. So uh, I think they had a patient, very patient free agency and made some very nice moves as well. Okay. Okay. And, and no, I agree and, with that. I definitely agree with that. And, and and you know, and along the lines of 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 pieces that you know you guys could use for uh for for trading for free agency and all that, I have to ask about this guy, Joshy. I want your personal opinion, and then Jay Hill. Uh, right right after, I, I need yours because I just need it from Warriors fans because I hear, I hear it everywhere, man. Like. Do you guys like Wiggins or not? Because I hear some people talking about Andrew Wiggins is like your guy. Like I, we like Wiggins. He's he's here for the for the future. And then I hear like, no, he's just here for a trading piece. He's here for a trading piece. So, Joshy, you go first. How do you personally feel about Wiggins? And then Jay Hill, you want to take it? I think Wiggins is solid, man. He he's gonna give you twenty points every night. He's gonna give you great defense. Um, I think he shot like thirty eight percent from the three last season. Um, I mean, you know, wings are wings are hard to come by in the in the league. Um, so I mean, I know his contract is a little crazy, but if we're not looking to trade him, it's I think he's a a very solid piece to our team. He's gonna provide a lot. He's like a a little better Harrison Barnes, you know, back in 2015, 2016 when we had Barnes. Um, so I think I think Wiggins is is here to stay, unless you know. There's a piece like like I mentioned Kawhi or or PG, uh, somebody like that, and you know ship them out of there. But but right now I feel comfortable with Wiggins for real. Like I can't complain. Yeah, I'm right there with Josh. Um, Wiggins, I, I take no Wiggins slander. Like I'm always defending that guy. Two way Wiggs. I mean he he had a great season. I think he fits perfectly. Like Josh said, and like he's Harrison Barnes plus that because he can create a little better offensively. Uh, I just like when he I, – I hate when he settles for that mid-range fadeaway. When he gets to the rim, I think that's when he's at his best. And, you know, if he can continue to improve on that free uh, – on that career high, uh, wide open, you know, three-point shooting and sometimes contested as well, I think it's only – he's only going to get better and improve in this system. So, no, nah, I, I really like Wiggins, and I think he's – like Josh said, he's a great defender and, and – Wings are hard to come by, so you got to keep him and, and keep him having him improve in our system. So. so let me ask you all about another player that's also a great defender and also in a massive contract, but he is more of a Warriors legend, and that's Raymond Green. How do you guys feel about him now in 2021, right? Because obviously he's not the Draymond Green, not peak Draymond Green anymore, but he's still an extremely smart player. Uh, and he's still obviously, you know, he can get his, but sometimes he, he can be a little bit more of a liability on offense, right? He's, he's got, and I'm not calling him that, but he's caught, he's caught a lot of flack for being Mr. Triple single, as some people would say, right? So <laughs> he's not peak, he's not peak Draymond anymore, but he's still on the books. Um, and like I said, he's still a very smart player. He could be a good locker room presence, but how do you guys feel about Draymond going into this upcoming season? I mean, I go back and forth about it all the time because I'm like, <laughs> You know, sometimes we're playing four, four and four versus five out there. Yeah. Draymond can't <laughs> at the same time, though, like if we if we get rid of Draymond, like who are we who are we gonna get back? So that's the issue. Like if maybe if we were to get like a Ben Simmons back, I, I'd feel comfortable with that. Um, but 
They need, they need 10 to 12 points tonight out of Draymond. And I think he could do it. He just got to, I don't know, he got to work on his game a little bit. But if he provides that, I got no no qualms, no problems with Draymond. But until then, you know, I'm going to be a little wary. It's up and down as a Warrior fan uh, with Draymond. But, I mean, he's definitely more valuable to the Warriors than any other team. Just from simply, you know, his heart, his leadership. You know, at times, obviously not when he's getting dumb technicals, getting dumb ejections. I think about about that Knicks game like all the time. You know, what if they won more one more game? But anyways, if he's if he's you know within himself, man, he's there's no telling what he can do. Obviously, I don't know if his offensively, it, it his game will ever come back. Like honestly, Josh, I'm hoping if he can get like eight points a game, I, I would take it. <laughs> just just anything, you know. And if he if he looks to attack the rim and then dish, but if he's looking, you know, take his wide open layups because they give him space to, you know, drive and do his thing. So uh, like to see him a little bit more aggressive offensively. But I mean, he's Draymond. He he's part of the Warriors DNA. So, yeah. Uh, and that's like, the thing, too. That's what it is. You know? It's tough to just be like, all right, man, you're out of here. And he's done so much for the organization. And like you said, I think Draymond's value is the highest when he's on the Warriors as opposed to being somewhere else. So it's it makes it a little bit it makes it a little bit tough to just get rid of him, you know, after after what he's done for the for the for the team. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, on top of that, something that I'd want to add is that the fact he's just such a defensive anchor, like not like not not, not that. Yes, like he, he clamps you up. Yes, he's a good defender. But like vocally, like, you know, you really see him out there uh, telling Wiseman where to go. I've I've often seen him pushing Wiseman to showing him where to go. Uh, and, and just, you know, just out there, uh, he can help Kaminga grow into a great defender. He can help Wiseman. He can help Moody. He can be, he can just be a huge uh veteran piece and you know uh he can be that bridge that transitions them from you know that their 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 winning years when it was you know 2016 17 all that to you know to, to Wiseman's years because I I'm yeah I'm stated on the record I think Wiseman is going to be he's just going to take over the league like I think he's going to be the new AD really 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 soon I mean give him some time I and mean, if he has the right system in him man he's just the abilities that he's got I haven't seen in a long time since Kentucky Anthony Davis but that's for a whole. That's for a different, a different discussion. But Jay Hill, man, I gotta, I gotta ask you this, Jay Hill. You know, we this episode, this episode that I'm talking about isn't out yet, so I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving Josh and all the fans here listening a real special preview. But Jay Hill, we recently recorded the Minnesota Timberwolves episode, okay? And you asked our guest this question. You said, you got you said would now that the season is over would you have rather have drafted Lamelo instead of Anthony Edwards and you know the biggest names out of that draft was Lamelo Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman so I want to ask you Jay Hill and then Josh you can go ahead to and take the answer right after I know you guys didn't need a point guard you know you guys have Curry you guys have Clay coming back but now that now that their their rookie seasons is done now that you see their game in the NBA level. Are you still taking Wiseman or would you like to go back and maybe pull up LaMelo or something like that? I'm taking Wiseman. Um, just simply, they address the need. Nah, they, they address the need. Josh is like, hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> they address the need that they, they had always, you know, thought about. I mean, getting a guy like Wiseman, we saw the flashes. They're there. His talent is there. Um, he obviously needs to, to get the experience, to get those minutes. Um, and we, he didn't get them last year. So for, uh, for, uh, to say that, nah, we should have taken LaMelo. Like he was in the fire. He was getting the opportunities. 
And obviously he's a very skilled player for what Charlotte needs. I'm not saying that he's not a great player and he would have come in and did his purpose, but I still would have taken Wiseman um, knowing what I know now, just simply because he's a better fit. And that's what, what they drafted obviously for was fit, not the best player available. And we know who our backcourt is. We know who, obviously who our one, two, and three is right now, which is Steph, Steph Clay, and uh, Wiggins. So why are you going to put in uh, LaMelo there? You got Wiseman. The potential's there, and that's what I think. But Josh, he's not agreeing with me. Josh, so disagrees. <laughs> Let us know, Josh. Oh, sometimes you got to just throw – sometimes you got to throw the fit out the window, like – you just got to take the better player because LaMelo, I'm telling you right now, if we had LaMelo coming off the bench with Steph, Kaminga, and Moody, that's just so much crazy potential. Like, I, obviously, Wiseman, you know, like, he, he could develop into something, you know, crazy. Like you are saying, AD, you know, he has that frame. He has that potential. But, well, man, we saw LaMelo do this year. If we would have that as a backup on the Warriors, man, oh, my goodness. It was a wrap. Like, I, I think that would have that would have helped, helped. but you know it is what it is. It is what it is. That would have helped a lot when Curry went down. If you could have had, you know, exactly. when Curry was out, you would have had Lamelo out there. I think you guys probably would have been probably would have been at least a six seed. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with both of you guys' answer. You know, I I, I know that uh, fit is an important thing. At the same time, also sometimes you just got to draft the best player. I mean, I I always and I've been on the record so many times about this drafting Lonzo Ball over Jason Tatum. Like, that was a prime example of fit versus best player, and that was a horrible pick, right? So it, it honestly goes both ways. It, go, it could go both ways, but I think now – don't. the good thing is now you guys still have Wiseman. He's still a great player. So I, hey. I do think at least, at least it wasn't like you drafted, like, uh, what was the guy who got drafted? Darko Milicic over <laughs> Anthony Dwayne Wade. <laughs> hey. Hey, but at the same time, Lamella, or sorry, Lonzo turned into AD, who turned into a championship. So That's you got to look at no, it that I way. I can't complain. I can't complain with how it ended. Yeah. And I think if the Lakers would have drafted Jason Tatum, he would have been in New Orleans too. So it's like, it's 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 a whole matter of of you got to look at the whole picture. But I guess now you know we'll see what happens in a few years. If the Warriors end up winning a title, then it's not going to matter that they didn't draft Lamelo because they got a title. You know, so. Yeah, that's what's gonna have to be. Okay, all right. So you know, uh, so you know, Josh, as we start to you know wrap it up here and and come to a close, one question that we like to ask uh, all our all all our questions, uh, all our fans here, and similar to the question I asked in in the beginning when I asked you, considering everyone is healthy, what where how far would you guys have gone last year? But considering everyone is healthy. This new roster that you, that you guys have, with the addition of Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr., B. Elitza, Iggy, and 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 Curry back back again, a little bit older. Where do you guys finish this year? All right, so I'm on record right now. Warriors gonna finish with a, a good three seed, and and I think if Clay is healthy, man. Do not doubt them, bro. They can win the title with that roster. I'm telling you right now. All we gotta do is maybe make a couple vet pickups at the trade deadline. Go get a. Go, we need a backup point guard. That's one thing we do need. We need a nice backup point guard. I know Jordan Poole might be able to be the backup point guard, but I think he's gonna play uh, the two. Um, so if we get a nice backup point guard. I think we can go all the way. Um, that's just me, but I, I, I really believe it, man. Okay. I, well, hey, I love the belief. Jay Hill, 
as a Dove Nation faithful, <laughs> where do you guys finish with everyone healthy? Hey, I will add that faithfulness has been questioned tonight, but I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say um, I agree with Josh, but I'll take it one seed back. I think we're going to be the fourth seed just because we don't know where Clay is going to be at. Um, when the season starts, but I think we'll be a top four seed probably in that, you know, three, four, uh, three, four spot. Uh, and I think don't sleep on, on Gary Payton the second, if he can develop like that consistent, you know, just knock down off the ball, ball, ball shot. No, I'm serious. Like in the summer league, he showed flashes. So um, I'm not saying he's the answer, but he might be at the beginning of the season. He'll probably, he might be our backup uh, point guard. So no, I think they have a reasonable shot to be definitely in the top four in the West. Uh, so that, that's where I'm going to call it right now. All right, Joshy. Last question here that we ask all our fans. Joshy, if you could give us one word or one phrase to describe how this past season went, and then one word or one phrase to describe how you feel about this upcoming season. Last season, Cheeks. <laughs> this season, this season, title. Yeah. Okay. Title. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joshy, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Out of after all, uh, out of all the interviews we've done, those have been the best two words: cheeks and title. I like this. That's hella funny. Oh, I like those a lot, man. All right. I got going rags to riches from one season to the next. Jay Jay Hill, man. What about you? What what's one word or phrase for each season? Hey, Josh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Cheeks and title. Cheeks and title. <laughs> Times two, baby. Let's get it. Oh, okay. Hey, it. Cheeks and title double up, baby. I like it. I like it, Josh. You're starting trends over here on Clutch Time, man. All right, man. So, 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 Joshy, uh, first of all, I want to thank you, you know, for, for being able to, for being, being here with us and blessing us with your time. And we, you know, we got through this entire interview, but Joshy, I want to introduce you to our closing segment we do here at Clutch Talk called Guess the Player. This is how Guess the Player works. I have five players here. Um, I have a, listed off a bunch of their accolades, things that they're known for, things that they've done. And you, Junior and Jay Hill, got a guess. You guys, you guys have two guesses. Feel free to blurt them out right away if you want, but then your guesses are up. So you can wait until I say all the hints or you can say in the first hint if you know. You got it? Got it. Sir, let's get it. All right, let's get it. Welcome to this guest to player episode, guys. All right, first player. This guy, he was an all-star game head coach. But as a player, this guy is a one-time NBA steals leader. He's a NCAA champion. Steve Kerr. No. I was actually thinking that, too. I'm glad yeah. you actually eliminated that one for me. <laughs> He's a 12-time All-Star, two-time All-Star game MVP, three-time NBA first team. His jersey's retired with the team that he played for. He's a two-time oh. NBA champion. Go to uh, the Rockets? Did not coach the Rockets. <laughs> oh. He is a one-time finals MVP. Okay, you guys get ready for this one. This guy was the leader of 
a team that bruised up a lot of players. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. Next player here. All right. This player, only real hoopers or real hoop junkies, people who just love the NBA, know about this guy. Okay. He played 17 seasons in the NBA. He's one of the most underrated players, honestly, by far. He's related to Kyrie Irving. Rod Strickland. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go, Joshy. There you go, boy. Joshy, yeah. Okay. That boy. That's a big one. That's a big one. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Fourth player here. This guy is a one-time sixth man of the year. He's a one-time gold medalist winner. He's a one-time NCAA champion. He's a one-time NBA champion. And he actually got the the tattooed, the championship tattooed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, Josh is taking it with the heat. I see boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Jet. What's up? The Jet. Yeah, the Jet. Yeah, he got it. The Jet. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Last player, guys. Last player. Hey, I'm I'm expecting big things out of you, Joshy, and you and Jay Hill for this last player. Okay? Wait, it's two one right now, right? Joshy so is two. So we might have to if I if I get this one, we go to tiebreaker, right? Yeah, we'll yeah. go to tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this guy went to Christian Brothers High School in Missouri. Okay. <laughs> I think Josh he, froze. Josh, you froze. After Christian Brothers High School in Missouri, he decided to attend UNLV. After his time at UNLV, he entered the draft and got drafted in the second round and a 38th pick by the Bucks. And now, on August 20th of 2021, this guy's a three-time NBA champion. Um, hold on. This, this is what I'll say. Dude, this, this, I know this guy. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give you a huge hint. I'm gonna give everyone a huge oh. hint here. Okay. Uh, wait. I know his face, bro. I don't know his name. Uh, I'm gonna give everyone dude. a huge hint. It's it's not. He's not a star player. Oh my god, dude! I know exactly who it is. <laughs> Fuck, dude! I don't know this guy's name. Jay uh, Hill and Joshi. I don't he, know. He's he's a he's a favorite in in in, in the Warrior Kingdom. What? He's he uh, Warriors fans love this guy. They always talk great about this guy. Oh. It's not Patrick McCaw, is it? It is Patrick McCaw. Oh, That's who I was saying. Oh. That's who I was saying. Bro, I'm like McKinney. It is Patrick McCaw. McCaw. Like I was like, goated. I was trying to say, I almost was gonna say McKinney. That's oh. what I, I know it's not McKinney because he was on the Lakers last year. So I'm like McCaw. That's who it was. That's why I knew bro, it. I knew it was hey, McCaw, he's a bum, man. bro. I don't remember that. I don't remember <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Joshy, you can say whatever you want, but the man a three-time champion. <laughs> hey, Mc- hey McCaw. What was that, Jay? He's a ring chaser, man. 
<laughs> hey, he getting them done, baby. He getting them done. <laughs> but man, that was that was very, very, very fun, man. And, then, and you know, th- th- this is a good spot for us to, you know, go ahead and start to wrap it up, man. So, Joshy, again, we want to thank you. you know, from, from the bottom of our hearts, man, we want to thank you for coming on here and just blessing us with your time. And you're a very, very knowledgeable Warriors fan. You know a lot about the team, man. And, and we were just happy, you know, to have you on. Uh, Jay, I know you I know you be with the music stuff, man. So go ahead and blast the music stuff out. Go ahead and let them know your uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify. I know you on that. So let them know, Josh. Oh, yeah, everybody follow me on IG uh, at Jay Hendricks, uh, J-A-Y-H-E-N-R-I-X. Um, I had a blast on here, though, man. Love discussing hoops with y'all, bro. It was fucking fun, bro. Yes, Definitely, sir. man. So thank you. Thank you very, very much, Joshy. Uh, Jay Hill, uh, I know since you part of Dub Nation, <laughs> what do you got to say, you know, to close out here to, to Joshy and to Dub Nation? Yeah, um, Dub Nation faithful. I stand by that, but yeah. Appreciate my brother Joshy coming on here, talking Warriors. Um, always love talking ball with him. And yeah, I think this is going to be a great year for, for the Warriors and, and their fans. So um, let's get it. Man, let's get, get it. it. Junior. Yes, sir. Nah, I'm just happy, man. Appreciate my brother Joshy coming on. It's been a minute since I talked to him, too. And he's a homie all the way back from high school. So um, I, I was ha- happy. Thank you for coming on, man. It was great talking. I, I mean, I love when we could do these uh these these pods we definitely got to do one when it comes time for a lakers warriors game because definitely. uh this 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 was a lot of fun so no just okay, appreciate night. you coming on and for and for all the warriors fans out there go lakers oh <laughs> <laughs> man well there you have it man this was an absolutely great great episode i i, I love an episode you know when we could get uh uh hoop junkies and and friends man you know we've all we've all been knowing each other for a very long time so this is a, this is a great episode and for all the Warriors fans out there i got i, I got to i got to tag along with junior man for all the Warriors fans out there just wait for the 19th man because y'all gonna see the lakers and then we're gonna see what's up man <laughs> Woo! but there you have it though everybody man that's it we out of y'all clutch talk out peace all right y'all after you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.